Thank you for tuning in to Our Black Voices Matter. We can't remain silent. We must speak up. So let the conversation begin. Well, hello, everyone. Peace and blessings to all who are within the sound of my voice. My name is Allison Rizal, and I am the spiritual liberation coach for Black women who are 40 and over. And I am here um, at the special invite of Brother Keith Snyder. Um, I'm very excited. Um, and I really just want to just take the time to just say just deep bow to you, Brother, for opening up this platform for um, others to come and speak on issues that affect the Black community. So today... I want to go ahead and start um, speaking about the topics that I decided that I wanted to talk about. Um, first, let me tell you about myself. Again, I'm a spiritual liberation coach for Black women. Um, I also host my own podcast, which is the Sacred Pathway to Liberated Black Womanhood podcast that you can find on Apple, Google, uh, Spotify and SoundCloud, and you can also find it on YouTube as well. So I wanted to talk about three subjects that kind of all go in together. So um, I definitely want to talk about police brutality and um, what we're seeing now um, that's going on, you know, it was bad enough <laughs> dealing with um, COVID-19 and having to shelter in place and all the madness that came with that. Um, as a spiritual leader, you know, at least with, with that going on, I mean, I could I could deal with it because, you know, I felt like at this moment in time, especially when we were doing the shelter in place, that this was a moment in time for a lot of reflection and for people to start um, taking time to learn new things and get a better understanding um, about their lives, about their their lifestyles, their livelihood, their spirituality, etc. And I do remember specifically, I was doing a video and I said that this time, since the world has slowed down, this is going to be a moment of truth, where there's going to be some truth to be revealed. I did not <laughs> understand the power of what I had said. Now, don't get it twisted. I was not the only person saying this. Um, 
there were other spiritual healers who were also speaking about that and other things to come um, with this moment. But I just kept feeling where there was going to be this, a lot of things were going to start to come out. Um, whether we wanted it or not, it was going to come out. So one of the things that has come out that now America and the world <laughs> is paying attention to all rests upon three names, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Those three people have impacted our lives in such a way. Now, don't get it twisted. I, as a Black woman, know and understand police brutality is nothing new to the Black community. We've been talking about this. This has been an issue since, I mean, hell, if you go back in time, you know, we'll even say, we won't even talk about slavery. We'll say after slavery, when you were going into Jim Crow and lynchings and all that craziness back then, still taking place today, still. But these are different because now during COVID, we were at a standstill. So much of white America, not all of white America, had no choice but to really pay attention and see it for what it was, which caused them to start now questioning their privilege and saying, oh, I get it now when you say white privilege. I understand what you're saying. Even though, again, we as Black people, we've been dealing with it since the dawn of time in America. So there was no disputing it. It was right there in their faces. There was no distraction, no excuses. And this was not true for all of white America, but much of them were starting to finally get it and wake up. And so for many of us as Black people, we were like, okay, yeah, finally. So now they're um, protesting with us. Um, some of them are doing the looting and rioting um, that we keep getting accused for. Um, I don't want to go into that because that is a rabbit hole that I will go down and will just really get very upset and militant. <laughs> and I don't want to go there. Um, but one thing I will say as far as, because it seemed like the three of them just were like back to back to back and don't get it twisted. There was brutality before them and there's brutality that we've seen that's been happening after them. But for me, George Floyd was the tipping point for me. And I could no longer whenever I saw these videos, I couldn't watch them anymore. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do that to myself anymore. Even though my heart goes out, 
I just, I could not mentally do that because seeing George Floyd video made me so upset, like beyond upset. My heart, my mind, my womb just could not take it because as a woman, as a mother, it just, even though his mother has passed, it's just still, it's, it's a heartbreaking thing to see. Someone else's child is dying senselessly. <coughs> Excuse me. And the way that he called on his mama just haunts me <laughs> to this very day. I can't get his voice out of my head. I hear it. And it breaks my heart so much. I'm trying my best not to start crying because it just brings up so much pain that most Black people feel when we think about the brutality of police, the brutality of America towards Black men and women. And while I'm right here, let me just say, we have to make sure that we are acknowledging the fact that it's not just Black men. It is Black women as well. Black women are dying at the hands of police as well. We've been on the front lines with brothers since the beginning, and we've been dying with you, with men, with Black men, at the same numbers and the same rates. If you look back on history and you see pictures, which I really hate those pictures and I try my best not to ever look at them, of lynched bodies, you'll see that Black women were hung as well. Not only were we hung, but sometimes if we were pregnant, our babies were cut out of us. And so that leaves trauma within our community to where there is a, a pain, there is a, an anger, a rage that's inside of us from all of this that we have endured for hundreds of years that bubbles over. And yet, we are not the ones <laughs> doing most of this rioting whenever there's a Black Lives Matter protest. So this leads me to my second topic, which is defunding the police. Now, some people get really nervous when you say that because they think that means that, you know, we're just taking all of the money away from police. They're not going to get a paycheck or we just want to abolish the police and get rid of them, which, you know, really might not be a bad idea to abolish it and start all over again, but I'm not really sure how that would work. But what I am for is for defunding the police department as far as not investing or rather reinvesting the money that's allocated to the police department for certain things so that the health and, and human services um, can step in and take care of those things that police officers are not qualified or trained to handle. 
what I mean is I can remember, um, cause I live in Atlanta. I can remember um, some years ago that there was a black man, there was a brother. Um, I, I wanna say he was in Doraville, which is a city outside of Atlanta. And he was in an apartment complex. He was outside and he was naked. He was naked and he was having a psychotic breakdown, basically. And of course, someone calls 911 and of course the police show up. And of course the police do what they do. Since they're not trained to de-escalate, they don't know how to de-escalate properly uh, when someone's having an episode of that magnitude. So they do what they do. They say, I felt like my life was in danger and they shoot him. They shot and killed that man. And I can't for the life of me understand how a naked man um, makes you feel like your life is in danger. I can't remember if he had an actual weapon or not, but I mean, if it's a gang of y'all and only one of him, I think your odds and chances are pretty damn good. But of course they use excessive force and he's no longer with us. And then I can remember a story that I read um, where um, parents called the police because their son was suicidal and he was threatening to shoot himself. He wasn't threatening to shoot anybody else. He was threatening to shoot himself. And the police show up to quote unquote de-escalate the situation, but all they did was escalated and they shot and killed that young man. The police are asked to do things that they are not qualified to do. And they can't even do the things that they've been trained to do, some of them, not all of them, so don't jump down my throat. But defunding the police will take that money and allocate it to professionals who can handle someone having a psychotic break and be able to talk them down and get them calm enough so that they can be properly subdued and taken for help, whether it's a mental health hospital, maybe they need to go to the regular hospital and get checked out for some medical issues, whatever the case may be. But the police should not be called on things like that. And Black people, we have mental health issues in our community, whether we want to admit that or not, we do. And we are the ones who are getting murdered because of it. So then that takes me to my last topic. We have got to start playing chess. And if you don't know how to play chess, then you need to learn because America is playing chess. Meanwhile, we as Black people are yelling out Yahtzee. We don't want to talk about politics, but we really need to start talking about politics. We need to start learning our branches of government and how it works. We need to learn more about our state and local government because honestly, they're the ones that really impact our day-to-day -day lives. 
those are your state senators, your Congress people, your judges, your sheriffs, your um, city councils, your school board members, your mayors, your district attorneys. And since we're the ones who get sent through the prison pipeline, wouldn't it behoove us to start having more or exercising more political power to be able to elect the right people to come in to be able to do things the right way rather than the ones who are just going to stick up for the police who shoot and kill us or step on our necks and suffocate us or put us in a chokehold or you know body slam our children um pepper spray our children all these old foul things that I've seen firsthand of cops doing, because I can remember in high school, there was a young lady there and it was two girls and they were arguing. They didn't fight, but they were arguing. And the cop that I guess patrols our school or you know came by or whatever, took this girl and she's black and he body slammed her. And when she started crying out, he pepper sprayed her. And I remember being so upset about that. And I'm in high school and I'm in my 40s now. So I still remember that. And it, it still pisses me off to this very day. But this is what I'm talking about. We can't afford to be complacent anymore. We can't afford to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to vote, not going to do any good, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, maybe right now, but we've got to start demanding that these people who want our votes so bad work for those votes, show us who they are, and not just give us a bunch of nice feeling words and platitudes and then expect us to just show up and show out when it comes to voting for them. We've gotta be more aware of how the law works. We need to start learning more about these things because I'll tell you, we as black people, we have so much more power than we uh, give ourselves credit of having. If black people, and we've all known this and said this, if black people stop spending money today, if we stop spending money today, America would shut down. If black people, if we are the most influential people on this planet, we influence cultures, we influence the way people dress, the way people talk, the way people dance, the, the music that comes out, um, movies, you know, all these things. And we're so influential, but we won't tap into that power. And we really, really need to do that. Because once we tap into that power, once we start gaining more knowledge of self, once we start reconnecting with who we really are as a people, and stop settling for the mess that we've been taught about who we are, then we will be more powerful 
than we could ever imagine. And I think that's the true fear of them. And I remember, it makes me think of public enemy back in the day, fear of a black planet. That is a fear. <laughs> that is a fear. But we have to learn how to tap into our power, our true power as a people and start exercising our rights, exercising our knowledge, exercising our dollars. And that's true power. So I appreciate you all allowing me to sit and talk with you. Um, I would love to get some feedback and have further conversations so you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. It's my name, Allison Rozelle. I'm Allison Rozelle everywhere. <laughs> and feel free to also listen to my podcast, The Sacred Pathway to Liberated Black Womanhood. And again, I thank you. Thank you, Keith, for this wonderful opportunity to speak on your podcast, Anxiety About Anxiety. Um, I love you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks. <laughs>